You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome back to Voyagers of the Junk. Uh, before we get into anything tonight, I just want to take a moment to say how amazing everyone was last episode. Yeah, I mean, seriously, uh, amazing, amazing, amazing work. It was so much fun for me, and I, I, I didn't, you guys didn't know that was coming, and I thought about telling you, but then I was like, eh, I think they'll have more fun if they don't know it's coming. So yeah, we just jumped in, and everyone was fantastic. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. That was really fun. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's always fun to submit oneself to a military intelli- interrogation. Interrogations, yeah. It's just yeah. great. No I wonder everyone that. loves also, them so much. I love when a game master asks you, like, seemingly very off-the-cuff, nonchalant questions before. He's like, I just want to get a gauge. Like, oh, let me just, oh, a random question. Like, what's something you have on the ship? What? I don't know. Something <laughs> random. And then he throws it in your face so hard, like a slap in the face. <laughs> Love couple, it. A couple of you gave me something. Gave me some information that I was like, "Oh, this is gold. <laughs> it's gonna hurt so bad when it's not on the ship." Anymore. <laughs> I was pissed. I was really pissed. I was like, "If he doesn't give me my stuff back, I'm gonna freak out." <laughs> I mean, it got me thinking too about like. It's obvious, like that interrogation, obviously, where it's a nod to the expanse and that, that kind of, a similar kind of moment happens in the expanse. But it's such a, it's mm-hmm. such an interesting way to get, kind of get at character and also like yeah. know what secrets they're keeping and what they look like when they're lying. And especially when, but like a lot of like you, because you all got to listen, you got to hear stuff about each other's characters that you didn't yeah. possibly know. It's another way mm-hmm. that the role playing game is a different form of writing than any form of writing I've ever encountered before. It's true. Well, well stuff like it's when you true. ask, like, like, what's what's the secret nobody else knows? It's like, you know, I haven't thought about this. And then kind of an answering that's like, oh, I just added, like, this kind of whole other spectrum uh, to the character. So I, I love those types of questions. Like, just what do you, what random thing do you put value in? Not not, not monetarily. Or what's, what's the secret that you have? It's like, those always actually make the best characters. Uh, so, no, I, I loved it. Just... Yeah, you know, then you threw it in my face like, like ten minutes later. But you know, and I, I, then he used as a weapon against us immediately. <laughs> well, still, very close. This is why I always have amnesiacs. My parents yeah. are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I um, have you guys ever played Dread, the game Dread? No, no, no. I I I ran it once, and then it was run for me at Paizocon once. Uh, but uh, but it's basically you can kind of do it with anything, but you. The book comes with what you discover essentially are the plots of like alien, I think a slasher movie of some kind and one other that I'm forgetting, but you, it's a game played around a Jenga tower. So, oh yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Huh. And you basically, the way it works is every time you do want to do a check or do something, the, the GM tells you to pull a Jenga tile. And if you mm-hmm. cause the tower to fall, you die. Um, 
and it's the, you can scale up the difficulties of the checks by how many blocks they have to pull. So if you're, you're like, if you're doing the slasher movie and you're like, okay, I'm running away from the killer and uh, is there a tree around? Okay. I'll climb up that tree. And then GM will be like, all right. Uh, yeah, go ahead and you're the, you're the jock. That's who you're playing. Go ahead and pull one block. And then, you know, and then if the nerd is like, okay, I want to do that too. You're like, well, you're the nerd. You haven't really been working out. So you have to pull three blocks. <laughs> I can get it. Oh, it's really I'm fun. Terrible. Yeah. But the the best part about it is that the best slash worst, depending on what your particular uh, particular tastes are, um, the character creation system is uh, if you <laughs> you basically the the GM just sends out questionnaires before the game starts, and it's okay. like what's your name, and you like you know it's like oh you're the ship's engineer or you're the ship's robot or whatever it is, and uh, it's it's like what's your name, like where were you born, and that kind of question. Then it gets to I think. One of the questions on one of the ones for the alien story is, what is the thing and why do you have it? Or so. <laughs> and then you just hand the questionnaires to the GM before the game. You read the GM reads them all and then we just, and you just proceed. It's so much fun. Highly. Recommend. I love it. I love it because it's like, it's literally like one of those acting theater games where it's like spin around in a circle. And when you freeze, like the position you're in is like the scene that you're doing. And you're literally just telling your character, like, you're the robot. Like, what do you do? It's, I don't know. That's not, I want to buy this like immediately. That sounds yeah. so fun. It's fun. I, it, the best part is, and I, like, this was, ex, um, we explained to me the first time we played, but whenever, when every, every game apparently starts this way where everyone's just kind of like sitting on the table, you know, we're all hanging around, having our, our drinks, our food are on the table. And then after the first person dies, like the first time the, the tower falls, people will just take all their stuff off the table. And then by the time the second or third person dies, everyone's just kind of like backed up to the wall because <laughs> 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 the sense of dread is so palpable. <laughs> Wait, it's called awesome. red. Does everybody die? Is that how it ends? Yeah. Every, we, it's What's kind of a game where everyone is kind of supposed to die, but usually okay. there's there's like one survivor. Oh, um, I love it. in the style. Oh, okay. Of, okay. A, a slasher or alien or something like that where it's, it's like, survival yeah. sort of game. It's we super should play fun. this online together and do like an online Jenga. I'm sure there's a way to play online Jenga where like it's you probably online Jenga pieces or something. I know. Part of digital me, during, pieces maybe. Early yeah, like on the pandemic, we could just <laughs> hire someone to like be in a room with a Jenga tower of a third party, and then we'll okay. watch. It's like pull that one, Eric, and then they'll like pull it. It becomes like very Squid Game esque, where you're like, Eric, you're gonna kill me. Yeah, you better not. <laughs> and if they up. pull it, then both the uh, the player and Eric dies. Die, and if Eric they, dies if they, if they, if it falls. for real. Yeah, Eric dies for real, and yeah. then you have to have an, like another Eric standing by. It's another right. person with a name tag that says Eric, and they walk in through a doorway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're the Eric for this game. I got this gig as an Eric. It's like, oh man, good luck. <laughs> this has become something otherworldly. Yeah. I really, I was, funny. I want to do it where we could like, I want to stream where you get one of those cameras that like you put in the center of the table in a meeting, and it like swivels to whoever is talking. <gasps> oh. You're, like somehow suspended over the Jenga tower, so it can do like oh, I don't know. How, so I sort of like a, that '70s show, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that'd be the yeah. only way to stream, right? So you have a, you have a, you have like a Jenga, t- you have like a Jenga tower cam, and then you have a like table cam of everyone just kind of like around sweating. it, sweating, sweating, yeah, profusely sweating. I love that. I mean, I also so okay. Well, that that raise, you guys were sent on this mission. You don't really, you don't really know what's going on, but I mean, like, are there? Are there stories that you guys love about people who who undertake like seemingly doomed missions for you know fortune, glory, 
their lives. Kind of a Suicide Squad-esque idea, but maybe not quite so suicide <laughs> I mean, I've always loved stories where the presumption is that no matter what the protagonists do, they're doomed. I love these like hopeless scenarios. Uh, the one that I always come back to is the Palladium uh, put out a game called Mechanoids uh, back in the late 80s. And it was sort of like a, it's like a Battlestar Galactica type situation or something. But this alien mechanized species had come to Earth and wiped everyone out. And the last remaining humans, I think, were on the moon. I think they're like stuck on the moon. And yeah, the premise is that no matter what you do, they're going to win, but you just have to live. You have to do your best like until, until that happens. And I just, I I love, I love stories like that, but those are some of my favorite kind of stories. But as far as like a team, like a doomed team, I don't know. I can't think of one. I mean, Dirty Dozen is the one I go to, but yeah, sorry. Sorry. Or uh, um, Dirty Dozen when, when they were advertising Rogue One, that was like the very first thing I said, like if if they all survive, I'll be pissed. But if, if this is Dirty Dozen and like one walks out, I'm going to love it. And I I was not disappointed, but uh, because it kind of advertised itself that way. It's like, that's what I want is you don't know who's next. So, uh, so I do enjoy those except for i'm i'm actually in the game right now so no i hate them (laughs) (laughs) for the record we don't like them really we don't actually like for the record uh, i don't want to actually live it (laughs) it makes me it makes me think of like some of the best horror movies that kind of use that as a plot device as opposed to you know gore jump scare type stuff but the idea and ari aster does it really well that he like talks about his characters and how when he creates them he's like i'm just continually leading lambs to the slaughter like throughout the whole film so for the audience you're just like oh my god like the whole time you're like it can't possibly get worse and then it just continues to get worse for like these main characters who are supposed to be sort of the heroes of the story. But I think like um, Hereditary does it really well as a team because the whole family is like doomed, just horribly, horribly doomed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true with a hard, it's kind of the kind of classic horror setup, right? Where we're probably not all going to make it. We're almost certainly not all going to make it out. Like the, the, the classic end of the thing, you know, the, 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 oh, the two guys and are they both human? And then it just kind of fades to black. It's like, well, when these fires go out, we're going to freeze to death. But maybe we got it. And it just fades out. Yeah. <laughs> <It> just- <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I, I can't remember. I have a movie was. suggestion. Yes, please. Okay. Um, did you guys watch the show Squid Game? Did you watch it? Yes. You all saw Squid Game on Netflix? I have not. It- oh, you it's have good. It? Matthew, I'm surprised. I know. I need to watch it. It's good. That, that was okay. That was like the pandemic thing. But anyway, there's a movie called <laughs> Would You Rather? Oh, uh, yes. I haven't seen it, but you you liked it. You thought it was good. When you we brought up the bringing lambs to slaughter type plot movie, that's exactly what it feels like. I don't even want to talk about what's in the movie because I want you to experience it yourself. But the, it came it came from a truly twisted mind, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. But it is. It's sort of like, how can this possibly get worse? And it does. It's called Would You Rather. And Would you when rather? I saw Yeah, when I watched Squid Game, I was like, You weren't the first to do this. 
Because <laughs> I watch indie movies. <laughs> yeah, watch it. Find, I don't know where it is, but just, yeah, Google, find out where to watch and watch it and thank me later. The acting is questionable, but still, that doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Well. Okay, I'll watch this. All right. Well, speaking of bringing lambs to the slaughter, oh. uh, there we go. Nailed the segue, finally. <laughs> You're like, coming along. No, no, no. I didn't mean to suggest you guys were lambs that were bringing to the slaughter uh, or that you wouldn't make it out of here alive. I, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, last episode, the crew of the far trader, Kate's Gambit, pilot, Philo speaker. <clears throat> yes, the- Kate's Gambit. Excuse oh, me, it's Far right. Trader, the we're fancy. Yeah, we're fancy. Far Trader, the Kate's Gambit. Pilot, Philo Speaker. Astrogator, Artemis Piper. Steward, Georgina, Gigi, Kershaw. And engineer, Wes Puffer, DeMar. Uh, when completing a job that, as it turns out, uh, had them deliver weapons to a possible terrorist organization on the uh, the world of Gardevillis, afterwards they were in- intercepted by an entire Imperial Navy battle squadron, a Batron, and taken captive above an Imperial heavy cruiser. And after being subjected to hours of interrogation by a nameless lieutenant commander and a mysterious woman from the foreign desk, Ms. Banks... The crew was brought uh, brought before Admiral Gage, the head of naval intelligence, and he offered to make uh, th- these new charges go away in exchange for the crew undertaking a dangerous mission on his behalf. And so you learned about the ISS Ellison, a supposed long-haul Navy freighter that disappeared more than 70 years ago and had become a kind of ghost story among spacers. Uh, and you heard that it had been spotted and recorded by two rival worlds, Clorth and Nodra. Both planets are Imperial client worlds about to apply for full membership, which could have an enormous impact on the Emperor's plans to colonize the Far Frontier. And while we're, at, while we're on the subject of Korth and Nodra, uh, so last week you guys were asking for information on these planets, and I uh, punted, uh, but I now have their universal world profiles, and I'm going to transmit them to you now. Oh. And then transmit. we can talk about what, uh, what those mean. So, would one of you brave volunteers offer to read the Universal World Profile for Clorth? I'll do Clorth. So, Clorth's Universal Planetary Profile, or UPP, is B886556-8. And trade code GA. So, from that, do you want me to translate Please, translate. Okay. So, looking at the Universal World Profile key uh, that we've been provided here on this cheat sheet. Thank so you, So, the first uh, hexadecimal... It's a hexadecimal, right? Yeah. Okay. The first hexadecimal B is for the starport. So, it is a starport uh, level... It is 11 or B, which is good. It has, like, a good starport. Uh, not... A is the best. B is, like, second best. Um... Then the next number is the size, which is 8, which is 12, uh, 12,800 kilometers. That's Earth size, basically, is 8. That's a standard size. Um, and then the next, next number is 8 for atmosphere. It has a dense atmosphere. Good to know. Uh, the next number is water coverage, which is 6. 
So that is, what is that, 46 to 55% or no, 56 to 65% water. Okay. Uh, which is a little less than Earth, but there's a, plenty of oceans, lots of good sailing, um, but also plenty of good places to build uh, apartments. Uh, and then the next number is, for is, a, is population size, which is five, uh, which is ten to the fourth power. Which ten to the fifth? If I did that, then that's wrong. Oh, ten to the fifth power. Okay, this is getting harder to read as I go across. Yes, uh, but so that's uh, that's a lot of people. Hundred thousand people. Hundred thousand people. No, not that many. As it turns out. That was the one piece of information you did have last week. Right, right. Okay. And then the the next one is uh, the government government style, which is five. Is that five again? Mm -hmm. Uh, It should be, yeah. Feudal technocracy. Feudal technocracy. Okay, that's that's right. And then the last one is the law level, which is a Six. six. So that is uh, that pretty. Firearms are banned except for shotguns and stunners and carrying weapons is discouraged but not legal and uh, there's no banned armor. So you can wear right. So Vermont. Well, actually, if you, if you look at everything Wait, above there's a lot of guns that, in Vermont. I know, all, all but, not, the armor but it's not Texas where you, have, like, you can carry anything. Oh, is that how it works? Everything above, so mesh, cloth, flak, combat armor, bat, and battle dress are all banned? Yeah. Wait, banned meaning if you're like, I'm getting off my ship and you have it on, they're going to be like, you're coming to jail on our planet. Uh, and sometimes starports kind of have like a different law level than the rest of the world. Like, okay. they're almost like imperial space, but... Sometimes mm-hmm. not, but yeah. If, if you were to like walk around the planet wearing combat armor, uh, you'd probably you'd probably find yourself getting in a lot of trouble. You'll get a talking to. Mm. Um, thank you for that, Skid. Uh, would anyone like to go- work through Nodra? <laughs> I feel like this is a class. It doesn't have to feel that didactic, but if you want, <laughs> you, you can you can do it with the same kind of joy to grieve that Skid brought. To you. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll take it. Nodra. Yep. Uh, code. C eight eight seven five 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 dash eight trade code is G A, uh, meaning that is a garden world. So I guess there's a lot of uh, produce made there. So uh, class C starport, decent, not not the best. Um, you know, it, it's technically a starport. It possibly has a uh, up port and down port, but maybe not, just because. We're, we're kind of at the lower end of uh, decent starports. Uh, size, 8. So, uh, Earth-sized. So, we've got 1G worth of gravity. Uh, let's see, what have we got next? Atmosphere type, 8. So, we've got a dense atmosphere. Um, 7 is hydrographic. Okay, so we got a good amount of water here. Uh, is this... 66 to 75 percent water roughly earth-like roughly earth-like then population is well it's 10 to the fifth power so about 100,000 people government is things the same as before isn't it fuel technocracy Mm mm-hmm okay 
And then law level is six. So it's a little bit stricter, isn't it? Nope, it's the no, same. It's, no, law level's five. five. Sorry, I read the red one. Okay. A lot stricter. What is that? So, um, yeah, personal concealed weapons are are banned here. And, um, but we can get away with uh, firearms. So it's a little, okay. little bit looser than the, than the last one. And finally, we've got eight. So our tech level is eight, which is just a hair above um, where we are now. So. Yeah, they've got social media, they've got the internet, they've got computers. They don't necessarily have, uh, they don't, they're not warp ready yet. Right. To mix our. Yeah, I think that's at tech level nine <laughs> is when uh, the jump technology kicks off. Yes, I think you're right. Okay. I had that page open and then I changed it. So now I can't find it again. As is always the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So thank you for that. So yeah, basically like you'll notice they're very, very similar worlds. A couple differences here and there. One world has a better starport. Uh, one world has, you know, a little, little less strict on their laws, but all, all in all very similar worlds. Um, colonized at the same, tra- same time. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, now that we know all that, uh, we also know that both planets are putting together missions to capture the Ellison. However, what Admiral Gage and Ms. Banks revealed to you is that the Ellison was actually no freighter. It was really an experimental warship with an enormous weapons payload. And its mission was to stay in near constant jump, untouchable by enemy or insurgent forces, and ready to annihilate a world at the whims of the Emperor. Uh, and basically, if Clorth or Noja were able to capture the Ellison, it, likely, it stands likely that uh, they will use the Ellison's weaponry to destroy the other. The Cold War will turn hot. <laughs> Um, at the same time, though, the Navy's hands are tied. They, if they were to interfere in an area outside of Imperial space, Clorth and Noja would surely leave the negotiating table and maybe not join the Imperium. So Admiral Gage taps this crew to jump to where the Ellison is, was found drifting and charges you with boarding and gaining control of the derelict ship and jumping it away before the Clorthians and or the Nodrans can get there. And then he offers to sweeten the pot by restoring Philo and Puffer's commissions, providing information about Gigi's missing sister, and wiping the record clean for Artemis's erstwhile lover, Professor Nodra. <laughs> Got all that? Uh, so they yeah. agree and set out. Oh, I should also mention, Seth, in the interim, you mocked up the Kate Gambit. Uh, the Kate's Gambit. <laughs> yes. I love it. He did so, a great job. I, I need to put a V on it. <laughs> oh, the, 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 uh, you are doing. It might not actually be on the ship. <laughs> oh, like, right, right, right. So it's like you guys are like, the Kate's Gambit. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Like we're introducing ourselves at the, the during the, the, yes. well, the first snap. Um, okay, yes. And then when you all arrived at the designated coordinates, the Ellison wasn't there. Uh, and you did a sensor sweep and revealed nothing. And then all of a sudden, the Ellison appeared dead astern and began broadcasting on all frequencies. Civilian vessel, civilian vessel, you are in violation of Imperial Law 42387.3. Prepare to be boarded. And That's I said before we started, I had a pretty good idea of how you would respond to most things in the, in the ep- previous episodes. I have literally no idea what you're about to do. <laughs> so what are you all thinking? <laughs> I... Um... I'm a little tired of getting boarded. Um, Philo's a little, a little bit tired. I'm <laughs> bored of getting boarded. Yeah. So we weren't yeah. really given any codes or anything because this was such a secret mission. I mean, did we get like computer access codes or anything at all from the the vice admiral 
when they they sent us in like hey here's the here's the key override or something as far as the admiral knew those didn't exist this was such a confidential project all records of this as far as as far as the chief of naval naval intelligence could find or so he's telling you Mm -hmm. uh had disappeared okay but but so we didn't we have nothing to back up our story though like like well, we got the back door key. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> also, remind me again. Sorry, Matthew. The ship has been missing for how long? Seventy-three years. Seventy-three years. And we saw forty-one life forms when we scanned it. Yes. So you know that the crew complement, officers, crew, Marines would have been forty-three, right? I said, forgive me if I forty-two. Forty-two, okay. and you scanned and found forty-one life forms aboard. So somebody's missing, basically. We don't know. Okay. Um, so the last thing we hear is prepare to be boarded, basically, right? Yeah. I mean, Seth, you bring up an interesting possibility. So if you it was is your idea like you want to try to convince them you are Navy or Navy intelligence or somebody that would have the authority to board the ship? Is that what you're getting at? Well, yeah, because I, 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 I figure a thought is like, Oh, hey, we're, we, we were sent here by this admiral who was born after you were sent. Uh, by the way, this is the new emperor. If, assuming our, our, we've, we've had a changeover in emperor in the past 70 years. I don't know. It could be like the Queen of England. Um, I think you have. <laughs> I think it's yeah, not long after. I think no, it was I'm a di- fairly recent change yeah. in emperor, yeah. like within the last three years or something. Uh, what I recall. Let her know how the frontier war went. And, uh, <laughs> but, but like, Basically, like, hey, we were sent because this, you know, this happened, and we've got this to back it up. I mean, presumably we've got all the records on our ship of, like, news for the past 70 years, but that could be fake. So I was like, do we have a code or, like, a piece of paper with a little wax stamp that, you know, because you can't fake those. Uh, But, you know, something... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> registration or something <laughs> something to back this up because otherwise it's just like we promise we're all sketchy well the other thing is if we don't say that we're military or have any information they're just gonna jump again or blow or us shoot up. us as as yeah. witnesses yeah so I, we we've so. we've actually we've got to fess up yeah um, yeah. um seth roll an advocate roll uh, education, Educa- education, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. If anyone else has advocate, you're welcome to roll mm-hmm. two. Um, uh, thirteen. Nope. Okay, that is that is a uh, that is basically you would succeed at a very difficult check with that. So I will tell you, Imperial Law four two three eight seven point three is actually a bit of outdated space time law. And it holds that civilian vessels are prohibited from coming within a certain distance of military vessels, space vessels, except with the explicit instructions of the military vessel. Uh, And you would also know that it was superseded about 50 years ago by a new law that essentially, like, unified this law and a bunch of other various laws governing ground, sea, air, vehicles with space vehicles. So, bottom line, this is a a law that the Navy hasn't needed to invoke for more than half a century. Okay. Should I tell them that? Or who's, who's on comms? We just passed that. GG is, right? Yeah. Secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I will, so going, 
so your theory is the crew on the, those 41 souls are the original crew. So, we, and I would say if that, if you do want to operate with that theory, if you wanted to have said that in the week, the week during your jump, you spent time forging documents or fabricating some sort of evidence that you were naval officers or intelligence officers or that people piece of paper with a wax seal, I would let you roll for that. I was I was busy checking the ship personally, uh, but maybe the others definitely were doing that. Yeah, I could try my hand at that. What is the check for that again? What did we say? Good question. <laughs> Streetwise, uh, or I would let you do computers, electronics, or electronics computers. Um, um Artemis. I mean, I could do use computers, electronics. Yeah. Or we, if we could like work together with our skills. I think you said I was able to take enough time between checking every wire and pipe <laughs> and, 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 and cutting open every seat. I can assist. Otherwise, no, I was. I, was I yeah, I would say if, if Puffer, if you want to participate, you have to set you you assist by setting up the task chain. Okay. Um, Skid, what does Philo does Philo want to do it or? I could. I don't have like well, unless I want to take one of my. Uh, team skills now mm-hmm. is s- streetwise one of those. What is the package? No, what? Or no, you can say back when you back in the day when you hooked up with so and so. That's how you got streetwise. Okay, I mean streetwise. I don't know. It's not the best fit. Yeah, for, streetwise isn't great. I would say. I just think Philo because you actually have knowledge of the military. Like Artemis is a liar and a thief, but mm-hmm. like doesn't know the military stuff. So yeah, maybe it would yeah. be better for Philo yeah. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could also roll deception. I mean, if we if we let's if we make let's make a concoction of skills. So if we have some, you know, if you want to say if you, you can make an argument for whatever. So if you want to say streetwise, it gives you an argument for how to forge the documents. Comes the, the computers check is the ultimate thing because you have to fabricate something. But if you want to say like, oh well, I'm going to use my naval tactics to kind of make it look nice. Like we, I'm, I'm open to all arguments here. Uh, yeah, okay. So I think that naval tactics should I, I should factor in I would think and then probably advocate too I would say just for the legalese of it oh, that would be good. that would be helpful even though Puffer is very busy this week <laughs> I can I can tell you what to say as I'm like in like eight feet in an air duct <laughs> yeah, yeah we're just like transcribing boilerplate are dangling out of the air duct and you're, just, like, you're sitting off. on Jeffrey's tube <laughs> imperial space codes uh, okay, so I and I I feel like I should have naval tactics, but I don't. So maybe that's maybe I'll just take that now as a background skill. Yeah, as oh, your one of your um, or a connections rules, connections yeah. rule skills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what? If, oh no, somebody you, else has doesn't doesn't uh, somebody else has that, don't they? I have, I have I have military tactics for movements of ground troops. Right. And, okay. And that's that's thing. what I was thinking of. I skipped so, that class in college. <laughs> <laughs> so I, this would, be, if you all want to participate, that sounds like a lot of fun. So if we all just make a task chain for the four of you. So if Puffer's going to do advocate, someone's going to do computers, <laughs> someone's going to do what else? What else we have? Deception, streetwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do computers. I mean, Gigi, do you do you have good deception or streetwise or? 
I, you know, actually, I do have a zero in Streetwise, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah. I don't have anything in Advocate. I have nothing in Deception. I mean, that make actually that makes sense. She wouldn't have Deception. You're a very she honest has person. Drive. Yeah, is Drive like Drive or Drive? <laughs> it's like. The steering oh. wheel drive. Okay, do, <laughs> do, um, do streetwise. Maybe Gigi, maybe you and I, if I'm doing computers, maybe I'm like mm-hmm. writing it up what Philo is telling me to do in the computer and you're giving me advice on how like accurate or inaccurate it's looking from like just your street knowledge. That's a, that's actually a good idea. Okay, let's do that. Let's, I like it. Let's go for it. Or like uh, how to use Photoshop <laughs> to make it look like a driver's yes, license. I don't yes. know how to use Photoshop. I just know what to put in the computer. Yeah. Okay. There was a rumor of a guy not far from where I grew up in Jersey who made fake ideas for people, and he had a he had a driver's license painted on his basement wall. Um, the what? old New Jersey driver's license were, were very easy to rip off, and it, you would just go stand in front of the wall, and he took a photo of it, and like it matched the proportions, and then he would like print it out and laminate it for you. Yeah, was that's what, that was my that was my first fake ID. A bunch of my friends were art students at the University of Southern Colorado, and they had like a big cutout like that of the New Mexican driver's license. What? And they had a bunch of like letters, cutout letters, and they'd like stick them onto the onto the giant like uh, license. And then they'd hold it up, you'd stand in front of it, take a picture, and laminate it. And that works for a little while. Okay, that's hilarious. <laughs> wow. So, Everybody has their fake ID stories. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually never had a fake ID. I didn't need, you didn't need a fake ID where I went to school. Um, anyway. I, I had a fake ID, but I grew up I in the age ID. of the internet where I just like emailed someone a photo of me and like $200. <laughs> and then they mailed me a fake ID from Connecticut. And from Connecticut, that's where I'm from. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> I don't know why I picked Connecticut. I don't know shit about Connecticut. If a bouncer was ever like, "Oh, you're from uh, Danbury," I would be like, "Fuck, fuck." fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was a right. business in Connecticut. Man. It should have anyway, been Delaware. Let's continue with the story. It should have been Delaware because nobody's from Delaware. <laughs> All right, so Sid, you're rolling the computers check. So have, let's have you go last. You're the actual one making okay. the thing. Let's do the rolls, okay. and then let's talk about like what your story is. But um, all right, so uh, let's just go in the order you are. So Seth, do you want to go first? So I'm doing advocate. Yep. Okay. So based off my adju- advocate and education of it, I've got a nine plus two eleven. Okay, great. So that is going to grant a plus two to the next roll. So, Elisa, do you want to roll your streetwise? Then, yeah, let's do that. Ooh, nine. Okay, so with the, with the plus two or, or plus two on top of the with nine? The, oh, no, with the, if I get, oh, I, I don't get plus two on that, though. Uh, you got it from Seth's roll. <gasps> Ooh, okay, so that makes it an 11. Okay, terrific. Um, mm-hmm. So, Sid, that will grant... I'm sorry, you're on last. So skid, it's what are you rolling? You get a plus two to that as well. Uh, I was going to roll naval tactics. Great. I'm going to take that as a teamwork. What is it called when you connections rule? Cheat connections. Oh, uh, so right. I'm going to take naval tactics for my connections rule. Maybe just hanging out with Puffer, uh, comparing notes. Uh, I'm able to kind of nerd well, out about. It. Because by default, I have naval tactics at zero because I have I have military tactics. So that was probably how that all started. Okay, cool. So like hanging out late at night in the bar, um, swapping stories about famous 
battles, uh, astral battles in history. Yeah, maybe um, and maybe you've got all the books. Yeah, maybe you have like all the all these, and you you guys are just yes. like nerding out over the books. Yes. <laughs> okay. Great. Yeah, I'm reading. We, we some some war gaming. I mean, that's really all it was. Just yeah. getting drunk and war gaming. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, they're just playing X-wing battles at the bar. Uh, unfortunately, though, I did roll a natural two. Oh. Oh no. So what is- this what, is what happens what kind of when you learn from wargaming, Skid. <laughs> so what's <laughs> this is real life, man? <laughs> what's the final number on that skin? Uh, well, actually, because uh, you still have education, you, I would say add, add your education. Yeah, so that, that's a five. Okay, so that is a fail. Um, <laughs> so, so Sid, yeah. you know, have to make a computer's check uh, with a minus one. A minus one. Okay. Uh, that would have been a 10. It's a 9. Okay. Okay. Well. I don't like that. <laughs> no, wait a minute. <laughs> so, as far as you know, the documents look great. Um, let's talk about what your story... So, what's your story here? What, what, is, what, is this, uh, what, is the, what does this paperwork actually say? I this was is, I, I, actually I want it to basically be the truth because the best lies are close to. Yeah. Uh, we we have been essentially drafted by the Imperial Navy to go into non-Imperium space uh, due to a sighting of a, of a of a military asset, uh, a secret asset, um, to do it. And our story is because we are clearly not military. If we're caught, it's it's deniability. Uh, to, to to seize control, this paperwork was to um, to show if there are low berth passengers aboard or anything that might be there. But we are coming in with the assumption that this is going to be just an empty ship. So basically, we're going to make up paperwork, fake paperwork for the true story. Okay. Yeah, and may- maybe the paperwork also like gives you a certain level of clearance, like you know, because yeah. also like this is also a top secret. Like, it was a highly confidential warship. Yeah, um, we have black level clearance. Okay, yeah, level and, clearance. It's, and it says destroy this document <laughs> after reading. Right, yeah, it's, it's after printed the out completion on, like, of. Paper. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll eat it after. It's upon like, the it's transfer. Like really just a fruit roll up. Yeah, that's right. it's all printed on on dried fruit. That's why we, we got a nine because we printed it on a fruit roll up and thought, right. well, this is probably how they do it. So. Common rookie mistake. All right. So Sid, when you so Artemis, when you everyone you take everyone's input and you sit down to forge this document, and yes. you feel like you've done a pretty good job, guys. I nailed this one. Some of my best work went into this little little piece. So please take it, and I think we're going to have no problem whatsoever. Thanks. You seem you- very confident, and this gives me confidence in turn. What can I say? I shout down from an air vent, looks good! <laughs> <laughs> I will say, you do have some nagging, a nagging thought that maybe you're like, I don't know, like... I've never seen a document like this before. You're just kind of making your best guess based on what everyone told you, but... It, it, chances are they haven't seen one of these before either, because... That's true. How oh, often are military asset ships lost? And you have to send a bunch of 
criminals on a secret mission. So. This is an unusual situation. They probably haven't encountered us before. Puffer, so the wanna, key here is to be as confident as possible. Yeah. Also, Puffer, want to reiterate, don't tell them we're criminals. Don't tell <laughs> them that we are criminals. That's like the truth you don't tell them. Oh, it's you probably want to delete line four. Did you put that in the document? <laughs> no. Oh my. No, we were we it's... were civilians. There are two former military aboard. I mean, I'm out of time. I can't fix it. It's or, I, it's already. I, I, in the I might need a little bit of foundation to cover my prisoner tattoo on my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that all happened during the jump, during the week of the jump. So you just got a retransmission. Civilian vessel, civilian vessel, you're in violation of Imperial Law 42387.3. Prepare to be boarded. Um, oh, also, I should mention, uh, I missed the Ellison is right in front of you, and I actually misspoke last week. I told you the size of the ship was an 800 ton hull uh, because I don't know why, but it was stupid because that's actually way too small for this ship. So it's actually about a 15,000 ton hull. It's Whoa. big. Oh, it's a oh. capital big ship. Much bigger we're in, ship. We're in 200. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that you can okay. see as you're now like basically looking out, looking out the window directly at it is that this thing is basically walled wall weapons, you know, missile bays. You see the doors of the missile bays, turrets, some kind of weapon on a spinal mount. Like that's the, the spine of the ship. And there's a weapon kind of poking out the front. Also, there's a ventral mount. And I mean, despite its large size, you would imagine that basically every inch of unused space on this ship would have to be some sort of weapons bag. Okay. Okay. It's so the it A-10 like war card like. of capital ships. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what do you do? Okay. Uh, well, um, oh, go ahead. Uh, I would suggest, since, since GGs are in comms, uh, to uh, be friendly, but also inform them that, one, we're not in Imperial space, and two, that is an outdated rule, but we are uh, happy to see them. And, you know, it's like, hey, guys, we're looking for you. By the way, this has changed and you don't actually have authority here, but that's fine because we wanted to dock anyway. How would you like some coffee? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you want me to say to them, Puffer? Yes, that's a good touch. Ask them what up. they take in their coffee. You're a that's good. person. I'm literally covered in grease. Smudging over my prison tattoo. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he just got released today. <laughs> and he's not had a chance to shower well, yet. Put on your charm, do your thing, and send over the document and say, you know, we're we're transcoding it in and we have uh, approval. Wait a minute. I actually... And Gigi's going to stand up. And look over because she remembers that when we were in that war room with the admiral, how Philo bristled with how we were talking to the to the admiral. Remember how Philo was sort of like these people are talking to him, like how dare they talk to him? Like, like that, that was sort of like his sentiment. So Jesus is going to stand up and walk over to Philo and place a hand on his forearm, and you'll notice that like she still has some chocolate on her face from eating two of Puffer's pudding cups. <laughs> <laughs> and she's gonna she's gonna say, Philo, I'm known for my bedside manner. Okay. 
I'm known for being good and being, I like being the face of this crew because it makes me feel like I'm important and like I'm doing something. But I think that this is something you're good at. Now don't disappoint us. I'll be your ass. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, thank you. So, yeah, Philo is like, he he is a, you know, Navy man, and he's just, he's very nervous all of a sudden, just like talking to uh, higher ranks uh, naval officers just gives him kind of the willies a little bit in this situation but he's going to think back into his DNA think about all the military people in his past going back generations and um, he's going to steal himself and try it uh, crew of the Ellison uh, this is the SS The Kate's Gambit. We are acting under Imperial authority under His uh, R- Royal Imperial Highness Stefan I. We have been given authority in this matter to take control of your ship. We do not know what your awareness is of the current situation or even if you are aware of the current year. But rest assured that we will do this legally and with the smallest amount of pain for all in, for all parties involved. Please power down your weapons, but we are willing to talk. What do you like in your coffee? Fuck. We're gonna get shot. What? I just liked the coffee thing. I shouldn't have... That was Puffer's idea. Right. I, was, I thought it was good. I should never have been like my ideas. They're gonna think it's a weird code. What Is this do you really want to on roll, a fruit roll-up? I am gonna roll... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll uh, naval tactics, I guess. Okay. To try to like sound like a, a, a someone of more with more authority than I have. Mo- you, <laughs> you can do that, but I'm going to have you modify it with social standing and not education. Social standing, of course. Okay. Uh, 11. Okay. No, 12. Uh, 12. 12. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, there's a pause. And then say... A new voice comes on. Female voice. Kate Scambit, please transmit your proof of authority now. And he, like, snaps at, uh, at, at, at Sydney, uh, at, at <laughs> Artemis. And like, like, no, 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 no. Okay, 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 okay. And I send it, I send it through. Received. Please hold one minute. Stand by. This is it's like let's just take a moment while they're while they're reviewing your documents. What, what you just sent over a forged document to a lost imperial warship that has an armament that rivals that of a Batron that is specifically designed to annihilate worlds. <laughs> your little ship is kind of floating right in front of you. I think they're literally seventy times as big as we are. I think that Seth makes a really good point, though. That if this is the original crew and it in some weird, you know, like time jump moment Ooh, that they, well, yeah, that they just <sighs> truly are so out of the loop, then we have a really good chance that they might need help. And if they believe us, then we're good. Then we're golden. After a moment, the calm is crackled to life, and it's a new voice, a female voice, and it says. Please transmit your proof of authority now. What do you do? We, uh, we send I, it? I gesture wildly 
at Artemis. It's like, send the fruit roll up. It's good. <laughs> you really put it on a fruit roll up. Yes. And I was joking. I put the fruit roll up in in the hollowed, in the special, like, transmit holographic <laughs> location on the bridge. Then I go. I send it. <laughs> I give a the, thumbs up. The uh, internet inter, inter, interstellar space standard fruit roll up reader that's on every the bridge of every starship. They, all ships are equipped with them. Yeah. All right. Maybe they have a sense of humor. Maybe <laughs> that'd be awesome. Oh boy. Yeah. That's what they they're just hungry. Maybe both. Yeah. Here they're I just mean, laughing and be laughing and eating when we get over there. <laughs> All right, you transmit this forged document to the Ellison. And we'll find out what happens after this ad break. (sighs) Oh my gosh, she said it like... Okay, welcome back. So, I just want to... I just want to review the situation here. Please do. So so you're a little... I don't. (laughs) <laughs> I would prefer not to. Uh, your little far trader, the Kate's Gambit, is currently floating like nose to nose with an experimental Imperial warship that was designed to annihilate worlds at the Emperor's whim. And you sent over a forged document, maybe on fruit roll-up. I wasn't quite sure if that was canonical or not. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a sci-fi fruit roll-up. It's just a code... Yeah, yeah. what's that said? It's a sci-fi fruit roll-up, and now everyone understands what we're talking about. Right? Yeah. Yeah, See, it could mean almost anything. It's it's kind of like a a, a sci-fi slang in the distant future. You know, that's got it. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah, like, give me that, that's right. It's like, yeah. give me that report. And they're like, give me that roll up. Give me that fruit roll up. Yeah, it's like something yeah. durable for space transmission that can also be very easily destroyed. It, and yeah, it's kind of like a, a save yeah. icon still looks like a three by five, even though we haven't used three by fives in years. So like the, the, the term on a fruit roll up, nobody even knows what a fruit roll up was. Right. Right. They just know what it is. Right. In, yeah. Should we roll for BS right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, after waiting about five minutes in total silence, I mean, this thing could really like blow you out of the sky with with it easily. Uh, another transmission comes in. Your documents have been accepted. Please dock with the starboard airlock. We'll discuss on board the Ellison. Told you I nailed it. I don't know why you guys were nervous. I told you I nailed it. <laughs> Never a doubt. Never a doubt. Good job, Artemis. Huffer uh, still doesn't too, trust Violet. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is still like a crazy, dangerous, unsure yeah, I mean, situation. Yeah. Of course. Well, also, like, it's one thing to get, like, okay, the document's approved. It's another thing to board a ship of, like, over 40 crew members on a warship. I don't know. It could go south really fast. We should definitely bring our guns. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Elise. Wait. Did we check the. What is the law level of this? Uh, what is the law level? Oh, no. Where well, we we're are? in space. We're in space. Oh, so we're fine. Okay. No one can space, hear you, we're law fine. Level. Okay. Right. <laughs> no one can hear you, law level. Just checking. Well, I'm sure you it'll know. be fine with you, you guys bringing your weapons onto a naval warship. But we're, we're on a also, naval mission. Yeah. We're also Navy. We're civilians, right? Yeah. 
I've told uh, this lie. I, I believe it. It's so deep. I've told this lie so many times. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> it's like reality. All right. So, Skid, you can clearly see uh, about a third of the way up uh, the fuselage of the or the chassis, I guess. Either way, uh, of the ship, uh, a dock, an airlock on the starboard side. And I'm tempted to make you roll for it, but I think this would be fairly routine. You're able to kind of, it's like, you're able to like Thank loop you. around, you know, pull back in, parallel park next to the ship, oh. and then just kind of fire off the thrusters to kind of move in close to it. And you, and then the, could scrape and then, off the rest of that K. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> the remnants of the K would be scraped off in the process. And then the airlock, the airlock from their ship extends the dock, and it's just like and starts to depressurize. What do you do? What are you gonna do? I first thing I'm gonna do as we're kind of coupling here, uh, Philo is gonna go to his quarters and he's going to change quickly, change into his dress blues and affix his new insignia for his new rank, which. Oh yeah, so Admiral Gage offered to restore your commissions and Did we have a little ceremony on the ship like before we left where he gave us me and Puffer our new our new thing? It was on completion. (laughs) It was on completion. So maybe these are that you've you've had maybe every time you thought you would have gotten promoted, you fabricated your own rank insignia. I'm sure I would have done that. You you got him in a pawn shop years ago. (laughs) Yeah, you you stopped at the Army Navy store on on a world you you were in, and you just picked up a pair of oak leaves. Oh, how about this? So I do have like uh, I'm he is a collector, so he like he has this collection of of old books and everything. So yeah, and and he's a huge like naval combat enthusiast and everything. Maybe he does have like a collection of old insignias like throughout the years, like even going back to you know old Earth history and stuff, like some old like World War II era uh, medals and everything. Maybe he's got some stuff like that. So he goes through there and finds something. Maybe even has something from the era that the ship uh, was uh, was commissioned in. Maybe he has something from there. And so he's going to affix that, but he has a uniform. Okay, uh, maybe so, they were your maybe you, they were your your grandfather's. Yeah, uh, maybe they were my grandfather's. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Puffer, do you also put on your uniform, or what? What, what are you, how are you going to attire yourself for this meeting? Uh, the document that we sent does it state my rank? Does I mean, it? it? Does it? Oh, because oh. if, if if it does, then I cannot wear my 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 black incense. Uh, but so if it, I don't have anything to replace it with, so I'll just not wear the coat. So that's really just what it comes down to. My armor's got all the cool tech. The coat's literally just a coat with some cool epaulets. Uh, but it matches <laughs> my hair and like it's kind of my look, but probably not the best look for here. So I'm fine either way. Okay. What are the rest of you? What are the rest of you do to get ready? Um, okay, so... I will put on my sword and pistol. (laughs) Put on Jordan. (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. Um, do I see... I I don't know. Does Gigi see them in their new dress blues and stuff before she gets changed or whatever? Maybe she does. Maybe she sees Philo. Like, maybe she sees, like, how fancy he looks. And she sort of looks down at, like, her, uh, like, scrubby sort of sleeveless muscle shirt. And she runs in her quarters and, like quickly like gets a brush and like tries to like brush her mullet <laughs> she, like tries to make her face like look okay um 
she's going to pick up this this big red like high branch off her bureau and she's gonna like slide it down the back you know a Wonder Woman wore it in the movie down the back sort of like in between her sports bra like so it's just gonna go right here like down her spine <laughs> awesome okay. she's yeah exactly she's gonna wiggle it down and then she's gonna take something off her um, nightstand and slide it into her pocket it could be a hair comb it could be a butter knife you don't know but she puts it right in her cargo pant pocket and walks out to meet the others. Uh, yeah. Artemis, what do you, how do you get ready? Um, Artemis is watching everybody, like, get ready, and she's very, like, confused by this, and, like, in her mind, she can't change anything about herself. She is who she is. So she takes the part of her hair and flips it to the other side to reveal her scar, and like a shaved head and she just immediately looks more intimidating which she uses like all the time when she's out (laughs) being a thief so she's just going to try to look the most rugged that she could possibly look Um, but she doesn't do much she doesn't have to do much she looks pretty fucking rugged so what is our story here like are Puffer and I like are we actual Navy personnel and you two are sort of Conscripted no, civilians? Is that the story? I, I'm fine with it. We're all not currently Navy because of deniability. Right. It is is uh, just just due to deniability. We are technically civilians now. I guess we okay. were like a, like stopgap or reactivated for this mission, um, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Right, uh, right. Because we are we are civilians aboard the. Kate's Gambit, and this is this is our mission um, because we don't want anyone to know the Imperium was even doing this, right? Uh, So just much. I probably I shouldn't have my my uniform on at all then, right? Maybe maybe you get you get dressed and then we did like one of the others just walks down the hall and sees you in front of the mirror putting on your uniform for the first time in like ten years. (laughs) Yeah. And like you, just like, you like, you like Picard maneuver, and you just like you're looking at yourself, yeah. in the, and you and you affix the lieutenant commander insignias, and yeah. you just looking at yourself, and then someone's like, you probably, probably shouldn't wear that. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Oh. <laughs> and you, right. And now one other thing with 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 Puffer's armor is it ha- is a smart fabric, so it's constantly it cleans itself. It always looks pristine. So even when he comes out with grease and grease stains on it, they will slowly <laughs> fade. So when if he's not wearing his his coat, his armor looks like he just got it at the store yesterday. Just <laughs> awesome. How does how does it deal with um, smell? Uh, I probably have like that. Like, I don't know, like some old spice or. <laughs> so probably, I think he's probably more of a Drekar Noir guy. Uh, it's got an infusion of an infusion of deodorant in there. Yeah. He's like, oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> ah, yes. All right. Okay. So the four of you meet at the airlock, and maybe you each like give a glance to each other, like, "Gosh, what the fuck are we about to do?" Uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> Gigi's gonna look and lean over to Artemis. Why well, didn't know we were gonna put our tuxes on? I didn't even know that they had tuxes. Who the hell carries around a tux? <laughs> How are we going to explain the way we look? You guys didn't tell us we're going to get all dressed up. I, I always wear this. I just 
Ruf. Yeah, I'm just wearing my cloth armor now. Like I have taken oh, okay. off my dresses, oh, okay. my dress blues. Okay. So I'm yeah. just wearing like my cloth armor and my sort of cool looking space leather jacket. Oh, Fun and jacket. Ooh, um, Artemis okay. does have her uh, Gauss pistol. Gauss pistol. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I got my laser, my trusty laser sidearm. Uh, okay. So you, one of you reaches over and punches the punches the button to open Artemis. up your <laughs> Artemis reaches over and punches the button to, to open up the airlock and then the uh, the airlock on the other side opens it's like and you and you see okay so you're looking into the kind of staging area on the Ellison it's very dark uh, not the kind of pristine white or like kind of chrome that you would expect from a navy vessel um, and standing there uh, in front of a cadre of marines whose hands are all on their weapons if they're not pointing at you is uh, an officer he has the insignia also of a lieutenant commander uh, he's short and stocky um, his hair is maybe a bit longish for the military not long long but still like not quite as you know tight as uh, you might expect uh, get a haircut you hippie <laughs> <laughs> and he looks deeply suspicious of you and, he's, <laughs> and he's, he looks over the four of you and he maybe he like steals a glimpse into your ship like he can mm-hmm. kind of looks around the he goes, you can leave the weapons behind or you can yeah. turn them over to the marines excuse me you can leave the weapons behind I heard what you said you saw the document you understand why we're here I don't trust you just as much as you may not trust us. Excuse me for not wanting to bring along protection. Also, we're in the middle of space. I don't know if you've realized you've probably jumped so much your brains are a little scrambled. I'll be keeping my weapon on me. Thank you. Except in times of war, the only firearms permitted on this vessel are those on active duty Marines. You'll notice I am not carrying a weapon. You'll notice that none of the officers and crew on the ship are carrying a weapon. You may leave them behind on your ship or turn them over to the Marines if you expect I, to board. I unbuckle my, my belt and I hold my hands up and I toss the laser pistol back into our ship. That was a good throw. Did he get it in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're standing in the airlock, okay. right? So we're standing I'm, in the I'm not throwing it like out the window of the ship. I like the idea window. of my pistol taking and a, sword laser, belt. a laser and pistol and it. throwing it. <laughs> it goes off. I will hang it on the nearest hook <laughs> while looking. <laughs> Artemis so, takes yes. her gauze pistol, shows it to them, and then places it on a table just inside on the ship. So we just like look at it. Just put it right. <laughs> <laughs> Does I look Gigi, at some Gigi uh, sees what everyone is doing, and um, she sees, lastly, you know, what Artemis does, and she sort of just nods and puts on the same sort of attitude, walks over to the ship, takes out a butter knife, slams it <laughs> on the table inside, and then reluctantly, you see her just pull this out. Like, her eye is right on the dude like this. Slowly pulling out a massive pipe wrench that gets stuck in her hair. 
It's just going to throw it back into the ship. <laughs> clink, 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 clink. <laughs> Thank you. That's where all those dents keep coming from. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't start now. Don't you start right now. <laughs> all right. Let's get this over with. If you follow me, and he just kind of turns on a heel and starts walking. Start uh, following. Let's, let's follow. Okay. All right. You yeah. follow, and the Marines just kind of watch you, and you follow him kind of out, down into their ship. You step on board the Ellison and turn the corner, and they just kind of fall into line and are walking directly behind you, like just guarding you wherever you go. Um, okay. So, as you're walking down the corridor, again, this is, um, I mean, this probably strikes Puffer and Philo especially, but this does not look like your average naval vessel. It's a fairly raw space. Like, your experience of, of naval vessels of any kind is that they're clean, they're bright, they're decorated in shades of chrome and white. These corridors are dark, and they're lit really only by running lights. And if you look up, the cabling and the piping is just kind of right there. They're not, you know, not... They're just kind of neatly tied up and organized, but still just largely uncovered. Uh, the corridors are cramped. Does it look like a lot of repairs or like it was just made this way? It was just made this way. Like they just didn't install like ceilings or plating or whatever, you know, whatever it is to cover all that up. Um, the corridors are cramped. The ceilings are rather low uh, and they're divided by bulkheads. The, the corridors divided by bulkheads as you go. And every so often you kind of have to step over a compartment door. Um, and to us, if not your characters, this feels less like a starship than it does a submarine. Hmm. Um, okay. Cool. So you are currently, I had so much fun with this, uh, mapping out what was on what deck. Uh, <laughs> so you, uh, the airlocks are on deck seven. You have to get up to, he's going to take you up to deck three. There are no lifts. You're, this is all like, there's no elevator. There's nothing. You're going to, you like, he takes, he is basically like walks you down a corridor, turns, like makes a sharp left. And there's a steep, you know, a steep kind of step, you know, set of stairs that you can go up and he just takes you and you walk up from deck seven to deck three. So four, four levels. Uh, and he t- takes the most efficient way there. And you're just kind of like, you barely have time to take anything in. Um, but you do notice crew out and about in the ship. And yeah, they're all wearing the crew and the officer you're following are all wearing uniforms from, I mean, from like 70 years, 73 years ago. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. It, wow. Uh, yeah, I would. I'd at least like to do a recon to a, see if I can at least start IDing if there's any any signage as we're basically going up probably ladder after ladder of of like what is here, so I can start kind of building my head map of what this place looks like. You know, when we get chased by spider monsters, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> standard, yeah. Um, all right, yeah. Roll recon. Um, so if we're going to use intelligence or education, either way, it's a four. Okay. Anyone else want to roll? <laughs> uh, recon. I can roll recon. Okay. That's a 10. Oh, wait, mm. I don't add anything if it's a zero. It's just, I don't just mind to say you don't subtract yeah. anything. That, well, you, that's mm-hmm. a 10. You can add, I would slightly roll education or in, I would say education for this matter. Okay, I could do that. Um, so that's going to be 12. 
Okay. Um, all right. So what you oh, pass? One thing. Could I yeah. do a pilot or a naval tactics or something? Just he's just entranced by this ship, like as a fan of like uh, old like military tech and everything. Is there anything mm-hmm. I can roll to sort of compare this of, of anything similar, like in Imperial naval history or s- space travel history? Uh, can I do can I do a naval tactics or I guess pilot? Do you have history? Do you have science? Uh, I don't. I don't. So history is a science role, um, oh, okay. technically. Um, okay. So I'll, why don't you roll? You have jack of all trades, right? Yeah, yeah. Jack of so roll, give me a science roll, like a his, science history level zero roll, essentially. Okay, uh, eleven. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this doesn't seem the the biggest feeling you get is that this wasn't really designed with. A, like a, an aesthetic, like a, kind of a naval aesthetic. It's the, a lot of what you're seeing is very functional, um, right. and it's it like a prototype. Like it's a prototype, yeah. And that's and you know that to be true. That's also that's it's consistent right. with what you know. Um, but also, it's like there's no there's no one to impress. Like there's no there's no dignitaries coming on board. You're not received. There's this, this ship isn't being sent on any diplomatic mission. Like this is a warship, and it is designed for deep, deep penetration and deep, and you know and fast combat. Right. Okay. Um, your recon rolls. So as you're walking uh, deck, down deck seven, you see uh, clearly marked the door for the med bay. Um, as you ascend to deck six, you also see um, uh, you pass through a crew common area. That's where you get the, a glimpse of a bunch of crew that are off duty, but are, they're standing like there's a bunch of them in the common area kind of waiting to get a glimpse of you because they've heard you know something was up. Um, you also see a sign for the mess, uh, and you would assume the kitchen's on this, this deck as well. Um, you move up through deck five. Deck five is, uh, you don't see much, much of anything that way. You see some, uh, storage, uh, and then deck four, uh, basically you just turn around deck four, you don't see anything at all. And then deck three, uh, you, fi- you get to the ward room. Uh, he, it's right near the stairs. Um, Okay. So the officer gets to the wardroom, and you can tell he just thinks this is just ridiculous that they're even entertaining this notion. He's like, "Are you ready? You have your fruit roll-up prepared?" As always, as one might expect in a given situation, like we find ourselves in. Of course, we have a traditional fruit roll-up ready to go. Good. And he, uh, he spins the wheel to open the compartment door and steps into it, and you walk into the wardroom. Uh, so the wardroom is actually, of, of all the things you've seen so far, this is the most decorated. Uh, it's still pretty dark, but there's a, you know, there's a big dining table, and or like dining slash conference table, probably does double duty. Uh, there are some, you know, there's some displays on the wall offering information about the ship's uh, current status. Uh, nothing too in-depth because this is meant to be you know, also a receiving area in addition to uh, the a wardroom for the uh, on a submarine the wardroom is just it's kind of the officer's mess and work area and study area um, and you see waiting for you there are uh, let me just count one five six people six people uh, I will run through them as they introduce themselves so at the head of the table is a uh, a woman in what looks like her early thirties, with short jet black hair tied in a bun at the nape of her neck, 
Um, she's standing there. Uh, you can tell she just carries herself with absolute military precision. Your excellent posture. Uh, and she just seems entirely unflappable. Um, and she says, Hello. My name is Captain Yang. These are my officers. Please have a seat. Captain Yang. Uh, roll... Roll recon, all of you. All of us. And then for for them, I at least will give a a proper salute and acknowledgement of the captain. Unlike the admiral earlier, uh, this one I actually will. Okay. Uh, Four for Philo, for recon. For for recon. Uh, Seven. I was wondering if I can use anything. I can't use social. I don't have anything for social. Never mind. Yeah, what stat are we using? Use education or education or intellect. Okay. Eight. Oh. Yep. Okay. Nine. Nine Great. if I used education. So Sydney, so uh, Artemis and Gigi, you notice this, but you don't necessarily know what it means. But uh, Puffer, you notice that on her epaulets, she does not have the insignia for a captain or even a commander. She has the insignia for a lieutenant commander. Hmm. The captain, the captain died. Okay. Uh, the captain Field commission. So you all take seats around the conference table. Mm-hmm. Um, also, okay. So then, um, <laughs> I uh, this kind of affable. He's got that feel like he's kind of awkward. He's awkward, but he's also kind of outgoing, and it's a kind of a weird combination. Uh, big smile, and he has this terrific sweep of dark hair on his head. He's got lieutenant bars on his shoulders. Uh, <laughs> he also has that feel like someone who you, like they're kind of tall, but they don't quite know how much space they take up in a world. So he's, <laughs> he's kind of lumbering, but he seems very friendly and affable. And he's like, uh, "Sorry, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to make this weird, but can I know your names? Is that were you allowed to know that? I'm sorry. Didn't didn't we send you the fruit roll up? It has all of our information on it. I, I'm I'm Lieutenant Damon." So oh. I just thought it'd be nice to make a personal introduction. Oh, okay. Uh, Georgina, Gigi, Christian, end scene. Uh, that's me. Nice to meet you. I'm a former ensign, uh, Philo speaker. F- former ensign, the uh, yeah. that officer who led you in is yes. Was you former ensign? Yes. Don't meet many form- West Damar. And you can see he just kind of shoots like a like a dagger look over at the captain, and he's like You don't meet many former ensigns, not in this navy. No, well, uh to be fair, I seems as though you haven't met many new people in quite some time. Isn't that true? And he gives you a look like he doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. And then the captain says, and she's like, Commander Wilkes, can you please just have a seat? And he just, he, he gives you, he, he gives you like one last look. And then he like, you can tell he, there's no love lost between him and the captain. He sits down. He goes, uh, all right, fine. If we're sharing, uh, Lieutenant Commander Wilkes, Astrogator, second officer, I guess. Uh, oh, Lieutenant Damon, by the way, he's the chief engineer. Yeah, and he's the third officer. Um, okay, uh, yeah, and you... Artemis, do you introduce yourself? 
So the, uh, the Lieutenant Damon reaches a hand out to shake you to to shake with you. Um, Lieutenant Damon, uh, nice to meet you. Artemis, and she shakes his hand. If he put his hand out, she'll shake it. All right. Um, okay. Uh, the, so then you glance over, and there's a middle-aged woman with who's with like dark, short cropped, curly hair, who has a strange mixture of both uh, kind of no nonsense mil- military rigor and maternal warmth. And she hasn't sat down. Uh, and if you you realize she actually isn't one of the officers, she is um, she has the insignia of a, a senior chief petty officer. Mm-hmm. And the captain says, "Cobb, you, you, you're welcome to sit." She says, "No, thank you, sir. No, thank you." And she's just she's kind of standing in the background, just watching. Does she in any way remind me of the way Miss Banks watched us? Um, not not really. I mean, she you get the feeling it's um this is the officers' wardroom, and she would it, she's not an officer. She's you know she's the chief of the boat, but she would oh. not feel she would it would be against regulations for her. It's to, like a kid showing up in the teachers' lounge. I, I was like. <laughs> She's the one in charge, but okay. Well, I mean, if you this, it's a good, it's a good feel because as you would know as an, as an you know as a naval former naval officer, as the chief of the boat, she's actually she's the liaison between all the enlisted personnel and the officers. So she's in this kind of funny in between territory. So basically, probably if something's going on in the boat, she knows about it, and she also, even though she didn't, and she's got a lot of authority, even though she's outranked by everybody else in the room. Um, all right, the captain leans in and says, We read your document. Fascinating story. I'm sorry, that's not her voice. We read your document. Fascinating story. Why are you it here? Is. So, yeah. Tell me why you're here, really. The, the, doc, the, the fruit roll up said, We, um, we're contacted by the Imperial Navy uh, in regard to a situation of uh, a sighting of your ship that has been missing for about 70 years. And being the fact that uh, there are two former Navy aboard the ship, we were selected to uh, either retrieve or scuttle the ship before it is found by enemies of the Imperium. So this is an unofficial... This creates official an all kind of uproar. Naval like, it's like, scuttle! What the... F- scuttle the ship! <laughs> like, what the... Seven... And the captain just, like, silenced everybody. Miss... Seventy years? We know how it sounds. The Navy referred to you, and honestly, everyone refers to you as a ghost ship. We thought we thought the ship would be abandoned. We were we were ready for some tragedy. So when we received your radio message, it was a bit of a shock to hear from the dead. Seventy. <laughs> I'm sorry. The captain is glancing at you. She looks. She looks over at um, uh, a uh, a young man in his early twenties with dark hair and precisely groomed stubble. And uh, you notice that when he was sitting down, one of his legs is prosthetic. And she says, Doc, uh, perhaps, perhaps you'd, li- you'd like to sit with our corpsman. Seventy years? <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of nonsense is this? 
Well, how long do you think you've been... Astrogator could probably check. We've got records going back a long ways. I can... You want to know how your favorite show ends? We, we probably got <laughs> <That's> it. <true. laughs> <laughs> he watches a lot of television. I mean, did you experience anything strange on any of your jumps? I'm an astrogator, and I'm pretty familiar with the process of jumping, and it's all your ship is supposed to do. Have you been keeping up with the jumps that you're supposed to have? Have you had issues, problems? Isn't there a ship, like, just here, from our point of view? Like, yeah, it did. We did a scan, and there was nothing, yeah. and like, boop, there I'm it is. I'm not even going to bring that up yet, because they're already so confused. The astrogator, so Lieutenant Commander Wilkes, the, uh, the man that met you at the airlock, is, <laughs> if, he was, if he was distrusting before, he's now actively pissed. And he grabs... He grabs the nearest data pad off the off the table and he starts tapping into it. And you know, this is a it's like looking at the original iPad now. It looks like it looks huge and clunky, even though it's, it's still a wondrous item. Right. <laughs> and he just he taps into it and he just shoves. He like slides it across the table at the four of you. And you and according to that data pad, based on the star charts available to the ship, it is seventy years in the past. 73 years in the past, to be precise. Do we have a data pad on us? Uh, I would say no. I would say no. Oh. Yeah, no, you'd have well, a million of reason. Well, you're, you have a, you're a, your armor has a computer, my, my, right? my armor, my, my armor is my computer. Uh, <laughs> do you want to, do you want to check things? I can pull it out, make sure, like, does that like, work? I mean, like, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, physical plugs. How cute. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, computer. (laughs) Wi Fi password. Um, Hello, computer. (laughs) Hello. Um, Yeah, so if you want to take, if you want to pull out your, like, tap into, maybe it's on your arm, you're like, if you want to do that. Yeah, Um, it would would have to have some interface on it, so. um, If you pull up the date, uh, the calendar, the date and time application on your computer, uh, it reports that it is 73 years in the past. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, um, whoa. Wait, wow. on our computer? On we're, your computer. We're in a time warp. We're in one. <laughs> we traveled into one. We're all in one. They're stuck in it. They're stuck in... Oh, my God. Did something go wrong during the jump? Did we do something differently? Uh... Can I? Can Artemis do like an education check just about like jump the process of jumping and like everything she's learned? And has she ever heard any harebrained like? And if you mess up, there's this theory that you know you'll be stu- like some professor, not Professor Nova. She's beautiful <laughs> and smart. She doesn't believe in conspiracy theory. She's strong. But anyway. apparently, she was into some into some illegal shit. Not because of her. I asked her to hold one. Th- it doesn't matter. It could be a professor you've never kissed. <laughs> yes. It doesn't no. have to be. This is a professor I've never kissed. Wait, that doesn't exist. It's There is some fantastic investment <laughs> opportunities that we are looking at. If yeah. we can get out of this, but you've got the sports almanac and that armor of yours, don't you? Where's <laughs> the sports almanac? <laughs> so I would actually like to see, like, do I do I have like, yep, emails that have dates? I mean, like, is like what like what else going on on the computer? If this is like, 
like, can I show its record of like when all of a sudden it just suddenly went back seventy years? Like, well, making a correction, um, like that. I would like to make a computer roll. Going, well, that's weird. Roll for it. Mm-hmm. Nine. Okay, so you start flipping through your computer. You look at all the emails. You look at basically, it looks as if the. It, as it, as if your computer just corrected the time, like when you just change time zones, uh, and it, all the time stamps on everything suggests they happen. Like you still have all your emails, but they just seem to have happened seventy three plus years ago. <laughs> okay, oh it's like my, it's like whatever the day was minus seventy three years. Okay, wow, uh, you've got so much stuff that's got made by manufactured dates all over our ship. I. <laughs> We can prove this argument, and then yeah. you need Artem- to figure, find out why the fuck this is happening. And yeah. Artemis rolled a nine, just trying to rack her brain for like any information about time related oh, right. to jumps. So yeah, if you can slingshot around the sun and go back now. <laughs> so uh, say, for, right, example, for example, for uh, example, you mm-hmm. have never heard of any kind of jump or misjump causing any kind of kind of chronological event. Um, misjumps, like well, that that. Unless we're kind of like when you misjump so terribly that you you eventually you basically trap yourself in the universe for trillions of years, that happens. Um, but nothing that would take you backwards in time. Um, yeah. So the captain's like, "This is some kind of joke, right?" Yeah. You need to access our ship sensor logs. You're going to explain to me why you're actually here. Well, I can tell you why we came here, but I can't tell you why we're right here 70 years in the past. But if I get out of here, I got some really good advice to give younger me in a few years. <laughs> um, could the, and the captain just like, it turns to the, it turns to Wilkes like, could this have happened because of the misjump? And misjump? Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll let, I'll let Commander Wilkes explain. Commander Wilkes. And you can tell he's just like, she's just like, it's like st- he's just like needled, like stuck a needle like directly into his heart. And he's like, yes, uh, unfortunately, uh, we were training uh, some younger crew, some newer crew on plotting jumps. And we had a minor, a minor uh, misjump episode. I, of course, took full responsibility uh, the captain uh, un- uh, understood these things happen. Uh, it won't happen again. Uh, but yes, uh, we did experience a missed jump on our last jump. But no, Captain, there'd be no reason that a jump would cause any kind of chronological anomaly. That's preposterous. Is that how you should one of know your... that, sir? Is that how one of your crew members died? They and like the room just kind of freezes. <laughs> Is it happening again? And they're like, and the the a uh, all right. So an officer who hasn't spoken yet, uh, who is all, he's in his mid twenties. Uh, this guy he's rather tall, six four, which like <laughs> judging from the corridors you've been walking through is extremely tall for this ship. Um, mm-hmm. He's sandy haired, and you can see his hair is kind of thinning, even you know despite how young he is. Uh, he's kind of gangly, a little goofy looking, and he. Uh, he leans over and he says, How do you know about the captain? Like I said, we were briefed on your ship entirely. 
how many crew members you had when you departed, and when we scanned your ship, I only recognized 41. We were told you had 42. We were expecting zero. Mm-hmm. We thought you would yes. all be dead, and again, we are just as confused as you are. Even more so now. I thought I knew what was going on. I'm we, actually... We can, we can show you sensor logs... Show you the end of all your favorite TV shows. Uh, so we have expiration <laughs> dates on cheese in our own galley that you can look at. If you look, Maybe in, if you look in our recycler, it's on our. It's on all my my pudding. Enough, enough. Stop. <laughs> I don't know how you knew about the. I don't know how you knew what the captain. This is um. This is the captain, and I did her voice wrong. I don't know how you knew about the captain, but until we understand what's going on, I'm going to have to confine you to this. Uh, all right, and she, you can tell she's just, like, trying to, like, <laughs> grapple with a lot of weird information in a very weird situation. Yeah. You understand. Plus, she's, not, she's probably not used to being in command <laughs> from what yeah, we've that's, been told, you know. Yeah. You, and she, turns, she turns to the chief, and she's like, Chief, we're going to investigate their ship. Please take them down to the crew quarters. See, to the, see, see that they each get a berth. You're confined to the ship. Until further notice, until we... By until the we Emperor's orders, we have command of this ship. By the Emperor's orders... I would like to don't... do an advocate. Okay, go ahead. Damn, I've always been talked down to by officers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thirteen. Oh, goody. What law do you quote? <laughs> do, you, do, you, like, do you, like, pull out all kinds of, like, statutes and references? The law of living emperors and not dead ones. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, 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 well, I, I personally don't know which law I quote, but it has to do with the but fact you, that, but that, we, that we were, yeah. we, oh, that, 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 that we were basically reactivated on a, on a covert mission, given command by this admiral for this order, and anyone that is aboard the ship falls under our command. Uh, Your documents like, have not been fully verified. They check out, but I have not received any any communication from... You're not going to for 70 years. Because you... I'm going to go ahead and call them out that they have actually (laughs) fucked up the Emperor's ship so bad that they're not going to be able to confirm it for 70 years. That is part of why we have been put in charge. You say you're a formal naval officer. If that's true... You'll know that I am bound by a strict set of regulations that no nothing happens on the ship without my say so. Oh, well, evidently it did. We have keep a talking, Mister, or you can enjoy our brig. Okay, I don't know what I need to do, but I am going to have to sit up here over the fact that when they get this confirmed, and I am put in charge. <laughs> Actually, when, when this is done, and uh, Milo is put in charge. I'm still above her. <laughs> You're above me, too. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you'll you'll rank. outrank me when this is done. You'll be in charge. Uh, uh, that that the, the insult to the emperor will have happened, and we know what happens when somebody basically tries to take over. It would be a mutiny. No, I, I, will, I will attempt to intimidate throw out as much legalese as possible okay throw my head back wish I wore my instant things and um 
<laughs> this right. is a cla- this is like a, a, a crimson tide. Yes. Where like Denzel. Yes, I'm, and- I'm, I'm, I'm Gene Hackman. We could prison yeah. tab on my face. Authority of the show. I'm in command here. <laughs> all right. Uh, at the, at you, you whip out all kinds of legalese, and you sound very intimidating and very impressive. And then the only officer who has not spoken up yet um, is you look. He's he's easily in his early forties. He's got male pattern baldness, and uh, what hair has left around the sides is kept very short. He's got the look of someone who's kind of like seen everything. He's been there and done that. But then you see his rank and he's only a lieutenant. Like, something's weird. Um, he leans in and he goes, Captain, uh, if, I, uh, if I may, uh, they say they got evidence on their ship that they can prove what they say is true. Well, let's take a look at their ship. Have them show us. We'll send them, mar- we'll send them in with Marines so they can't try any funny business. You know, uh, just a humble suggestion, sir. Well, I was going to say, with all due respect, uh, um, Admiral, you may not know how our ship works. So, it's because it's been so long and so many updates have been made technology since the last time you saw any sort of ship. This is going wrong. I'm sorry, but uh, (laughs) that's why I was saying, yes, probably one or two of us should accompany you through the walkthrough. All right. The captain. The captain looks around the looks around the room. You may show. Uh, you may. Sh- you're going to show me, and you're going to show Lieutenant Damon, and Lieutenant Commander Wilkes, what evidence you have, and what you say is true. And if you cannot prove it, you will be confined to your new crew quarters until further notice, while we verify this information. You understand this mission, this ship, and this mission is on uh, on a mission of, of highest secrecy. Yet we knew how many crew that's were how- aboard. I cannot explain your knowledge or its name. Uh, what was the what was the guy's name who just said uh, that he thinks it's a good idea? Like blah blah blah. Did the lieutenant? Oh, yeah. that? that was Lieutenant well, Plax. Okay, Artemis is going to turn to Lieutenant Plax and and just say, "Thank you for for being reasonable." Sorry, you, Plax, Lieutenant Plax. She's like reading his his name. Yeah, Lieutenant Plax. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just the supply officer here. I don't matter except to keep people fed and watered. Uh, I just think I just wanted to offer a, a compromise measure before so cooler how, heads could prevail. How old are you? I, I'm 43. What, what does that matter? Plus or minus 73 years. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Do you got something to say? No, you look good for 43. I'm 42. So sometimes I see people and I like to gauge my own age based off of theirs. And I do a little mental math of how I'm, I'm looking. Anyway, and she just walks away. <laughs> but now she's thinking, <laughs> she's thinking there's also something up. I don't know, like, maybe they're, like, aging somehow. Like, maybe the aging is weird. I don't know. She's just... Because this is the second person. Matthew said one had thinning hair, even though he looked really young. This one mm-hmm. had, like, a baldness. So I'm just like, maybe there's maybe our, something... Our matriarchal... Oh, my God! <laughs> I don't know. Artemis is getting freaked out. She didn't think this would be, like, a time zone thing. She thought the ship yeah. just disappeared and fucked up. 
Uh. All right. So the captain and command, Lieutenant Commander Wilkes and Lieutenant Damon are going to accompany you and the Marines uh, to the Kate's Gambit, where you're going to provide evidence of the fact that you are evidence. from 73. You're yeah. Somehow yeah. that you are not 73 years uh, in the past. Yeah. Okay. So they yeah. escort yeah. you back down toward the airlock. You know, you have a detachment of Marines coming on board your ship. Uh, what do you show them? I was going to say we probably right, need a little a meeting to discuss what we're going to show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Coke of Cola. The Coke of Cola. The yeah, cans of Cola. Is there a year on it? No. Uh, no. Uh, I, actually, I'm pretty sure for uh, engine parts and all that, there are, are manufactured dates and, and a lot of stuff. Okay. Uh, same it's like stamped on the parts mm-hmm. all, all over our ship. It's like, look, go, go up into an air duct and you will find it. Uh, do you think that they would have fabricated this ship that exact for this type of ruse? That's true. <laughs> That's true. We could fabricate the Coke. We could fabricate the cheese, but we cannot fabricate pipes and airlocks and things. All right. So maybe you you pull you go to a specific example like you just show them uh, then then media oh yeah I'll, I'll take them I'll, I'll show them the engine room I'll show them okay. all this like manufactured dates uh, if I can if I can remember any of my engineering I can address changes that have happened in the past seventy years like you know the coils now they 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 go you know however many spirals per centimeter versus you know the old way okay. So, uh, you take them to the engine room, and you be like, for example, and you lead them over to, I don't know, one of the power plants, right? The coil, and you, and you, and, uh, you point to it, and the captain, uh, Lieutenant Commander Wilkes, and Lieutenant Damon all lean in, and they look at it, and they just look back at you, and they say, and this is supposed to prove what? I'm showing the advancements in technology. I can show them manufacture dates. Like roll recon, all of you. Oh, oh no, something is smelling fishy. Eight. Eight. Oof. Six. Oh. Six. <laughs> Terrible. The, all right. Well, you see. Everything looks the same. Like, it's still the same machinery. It's still the same parts. But the manufacture dates are from over 73 years in the past. Oh. Okay. Uh, Philo says, one moment, please, if someone will take me to my quarters. (laughs) And if someone does, I'm going to go through my books, and I have a two-year-old copy of Andrew Koilo's uh, <laughs> Tales of the Imperial Emperors. And there is a, an index in the back with a timeline of all the emperors of the Third Imperium oh. with years. So he's going to okay. open to that page and see what he what he finds there. The okay. It only goes up through the previous emperor. Okay. He feels like he's going insane. Like he's just I like... Mean, you probably do feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can we do sensor logs? Can we... Sh- I, 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 can we see a moment that the stars changed or s- the ship... Like, what happened? 
Yeah. When that uh, ship appeared, like what else were there also, energy like, surges wanna, or? They're not going to let us, but like I want to look at their sensor logs because I don't trust Wilkes about the misjump. If they had like a misjump, yeah, I mean uh, something went wrong. Um, all right. Well, first of all, you have to deal with the detachment of Marines and uh, the officers of the Ellison who are standing there looking like. You're going to tell us what's. You're going to tell us what's going on. Well, and you're going uh, look to tell at the data us pad. now. Look at the data pad. What about it? <gasps> it's newer than your data pad. The parts, the ship. Well, this, this is, is an right. old ship, though. Too. The, this. That's part of the problem. Is that like a scout courier is like a very old design. Yeah. So. Far oh yeah. Basically. Or yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Still well, even that, like, far traders like still it's like, like really old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, ca- all the, right. pieces. The, the captain pulls you aside, the group of you aside, and says, All right, I don't know what's happening here, but you're going to tell me what's going on. And I want to know exactly. I want... Obviously, I want to do what's right. But you can't just tell people such lunacy and expect everyone to believe you. I can't just hand over my ship... Uh, right now, I feel like the universe is gaslighting us. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What would we have to gain by doing this? Yeah, what? What type of prank is this? (laughs) To lead you straight back to the army that you are a part of, if we were not in on it, would be certain death for us. You have to understand. I can't have this conversation. All right. You have to understand the, the nature of the mission of this ship is of vital importance to the Imperium. We, we answer directly to the High Command. If I were to... In the last misjump, our jump drive was damaged. The captain died preparing to repair the jump drive. We, we were supposed to jump days ago. Oh. Wait, so you be- didn't... You didn't jump when How we long? found you? Do you think this mission's been going on, like, from your side? We've been in space three months. <gasps> and did you come... From your point of view, did you complete a jump and you appeared next to us? How, How did we appear on your scopes? From our point of view, you just appeared, like, Literally, right beside us. Not from even our- a, a jump. You were nothing on our radar, and then a blip. You were suddenly in front of us. It's it's nothing I've ever seen before. From my point of view, there was nothing, and then there you were, Matthew. In your reckoning of things, if there if someone like jumps in, because it, otherwise it sounds like it just this someone could just have jumped into our sector and then they would appear. But is there some other sort of phenomenon that occurs? You would say like, oh, you can say these people just jumped into this area rather than they just appeared there with no explanation. I think in a jump like you, there's a kind of residual space time continuum phenomenon. Yeah. You'd be able to scan to see like, like, like a light, maybe a, uh, something on sensors, like a burst of gamma rays or yeah. 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 Right. Right. Atoms that just managed not to get consumed that whole time. Yeah. Yeah. You did not. This didn't happen. It was just, they were one second. They were not there. The next second they were exactly Yeah. We'll say let's. We will compare your sensor logs to our appearance. We can show you mm-hmm. our sensor logs for your appearance. 
uh, that night, uh, both of us show, would have uh, shown up. I'm assuming. I don't. I can't assume anything right now. Uh, without any of the telltales of a jump from from any of that, and yeah, very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to understand. Every, this ship has been meant to spend no more than no more than thirty minutes out, not in jump at any given time, unless we are collecting fuel. For no other reason are we to be just out in normal space. He was a direct violation of our orders, but our jump drive is damaged. We cannot go to jump until we complete the repair. I'll I need you. all available. I'll help you fix the jump drive. I, I, I want to know more about what's going on anyway. Absolutely not. Did we get? Because uh, it was like released like on the internet that video that kind of oh. sparked off this whole thing. Yes. Oh yeah, show uh, them that. Uh, yeah. But if we could get the, the, the date and time that happened, and then check their sensor logs, if they compare to when they saw the other uh, ship, like from their point of view, how much time passed between those two moments? Great question. Okay, uh, so let's do this sense. So, so the, what the captain expresses to you is that she has every available uh, member of her crew working on the repair. So she has very few personnel to spare on this. Um, all right. Um, I, I'm going to assign Sub-Lieutenant Volman to be your, to be your direct liaison. You don't, you don't go anywhere on board the ship without him. Obviously, I'll, I'm going to have to restrict your, your access to sensitive areas, but you, you are to work with him and establish, compare our sensor logs, run whatever diagnostic you need on your ship and our ship to compare what's happened. Uh, yeah, so basically she's going to give you more. She, she's not going to combine you in quarters. Like, she is convinced that whatever happened, you're in it with her. Also, you would know, you probably would get the sense that she doesn't want to let you go. Like, you, like this ship, the, the existence of the ship is highly confidential. If, if you're lying, you know, she can't possibly just, like, send you let on us, your way. Right. Um, <laughs> Well, she couldn't so, even let us like radio out or anything. Like no yeah, transmissions. No, no, yeah. like, you're all your anything. transmissions are restricted. Yeah. Uh, and Lieutenant Volm, she's like, I'm going to ask that you stay on our ship. Uh, we'll make you'll be perfectly comfortable, and we have uh, extra berths. Uh, until we understand what's going on, you'll stay on our ship under our supervision. Is that clear? Understood. If yes, your authority is checked out, I will of course obey the Emperor's orders, but. Until Captain, such time. Do you yes. have any shuttles? Yes, this ship has, is equipped with two ship's boats. Neither are, neither are jump capable. Perfect. Okay. Um, Not that we intend on taking off or anything. I think there's I, I, one or, to know in do general. You have, do you have probes? Do you have any probes on this ship? Uh, yes, yes, of course. We have standard, standard complement. Could you send out some probes just out? And have him just report the time periodically, like every hour. It's a. It sounds like a, a wise idea. Yes, uh, just, L- L- Lieutenant Damon, can assist you with that? Yes, he will. He, I, I will gladly help with that. Great. All right. This is obviously, if there are emperor's orders for me to turn over the ship, I will of course do so. But until such time, I cannot relinquish control of this vessel. You There's should a- also know. 
the other reason why we're out here is because it's not going to make any sense to you. There are two planets vying for power over your ship because someone spotted it. Now, I don't know what time or what year because I'm so fucking confused about what's going on. But we might run into others and you need to be prepared as captain to take that on. Uh, We have no power on your ship, but I would like to have power of my own choice not to die on your ship. Also, those ships are not allowed to know this is Imperium. It would uh, it would absolutely destroy the Emperor's plans of expanding the Imperium. That was why we were sent. They weren't allowed. They were not supposed to know this ship is here, and especially not be Imperial. Yeah, I'm persuade. Okay. I say Sydney and Seth both both can roll. <laughs> uh, so was this based off social? Yeah. <laughs> oh, not my best. Well, okay. I will let you. I'll let you if you wanted oh, no. to use education, and you're able to kind of make an argument about the you know, history of the planet. History and, stuff. Okay. and so, you want yeah. this one? Galactic order. Okay. Well, I did my best. That's a seven. <laughs> Why don't we make this a task chain? What did you roll, Seth? Also a seven. Oh, forget it. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> She We're too pushy. We're too pushy. <laughs> yeah, we're just She doesn't quite She's she she doesn't disbelieve you, but she also doesn't really know what you're up to, so she doesn't quite trust what you're saying. If you can trust provide uh you can provide me with any briefing materials on these planets and I write write me a report and I'll I'll evaluate. Can I can I think back just using education, jack of all trades? to what the political situation was on Clorth and Nodra 70-some years ago compared to now? Yep. Uh, That is a 10. Um, You would know the tech level would have been lower, um, but um, they've been a colony for hundreds of years, and they've hated each other just as much ever since. So, like, the the Cold War was still cold at that point. Um, It hasn't been hot since the early days of colonization. But... uh, There's nothing remarkable that happens at this that point in history for them. Okay. So, yeah. So, they would be... So, it's like, these cloth and note have been at each other's throats in one way or another for hundreds of years. In our time that we believe we have left to come to you, things are about to heat up quite, quite a lot. And your appearance has uh, provided a match. Our time, our time. You understand yeah. how ridiculous that sounds, right? I understand. I understand. Perhaps we're wrong. Perhaps we've all contracted some sort of space madness. I don't know. But from our perspective, we were given these orders, and that's the best we can go on until we find out differently. This is the best we have information we have to go on. You're going to report to the dock and submit yourself for a full physical just to make sure you haven't contracted some kind of virus or disease of some kind. <coughs> Oh no! Already <laughs> the plague. Software. And Artemis looks and just goes, "Sorry." <laughs> um, okay, so you meet. Uh, so she she leads you back onto the ship. The Marines take you to. Um, she uh, she gets on the the PA and uh, tell, orders Sub Lieutenant Volman to report uh, back 
to the airlock so he can escort you. She gives him his orders. He was the one that was very tall um, and had the sandy hair with the mid twenties. Um, he's mm-hmm. he seems he's like oh uh, yes yes sir yes sir of course. Um, uh, how can I help? Where, where would you like to go first? What's uh, what's the first order of this? Oh, I should take you to the dock. Yes, okay. Uh, so he leads you down. He leads you to the med bay, which, uh, as you remember, is on this level. Um, and you meet that mm-hmm. uh, the officer with the the young man with the prosthetic leg. Um, do you submit to physicals? You you gonna do you uh, do you do anything or you just yeah? Do what, like? uh, Philo strips down to his briefs. Okay, uh, he checks you all out. You're all doing fine. You're in perfect health. No, nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, and he tells you that. Um, his name is uh, the doc's name is Sub Lieutenant Henriquez, by the way. Lionel Henriquez. So now that you've done that, what do you want to do? You've got access to much of the ship. Uh, Sub Lieutenant Bowman will be able to kind of guide you wherever you need to go. Um. I think we should do sensor logs, and I'd like to launch some probes. Just out. Great. Okay, uh, so he's going to take you to the bridge for that. Uh, when you get on, when you get up there, you find that uh, the captain is okay. Yeah, let me just I'll read you what the bridge looks like. Uh, this is obviously the nerve center of the entire ship. It's buried deep in its center, not on the top, not on the top like your your ship. Um, crew sit and stand in stations, all facing outward. There are dozens of displays and consoles lining the room and at the center. Uh, Captain Yang is kind of standing over um, a readout, trying to parse things. And he's, you know, one of the crew uh, starts. He shouts out. You know, he's out. Shouts out. Con sensors, sweep of the area is clear. And the captain says, "Very well, helm." Z minus 1,000 meters. Come to heading 147 Mach 35. Uh, and there's a young crew member at the helm, and she says, Z minus 1,000 meters. Coming to heading 147 Mach 35. Aye, sir. And the captain says, Sensors, begin another level 5 LIDAR sweep. And the, the crew, the, the crewman at the sensors just kind of looks over at her confused, and he's like, Sir, I, I just completed it. And she's like, Begin another LIDAR sweep. And her eyes narrow just a bit. Says, level 5 LIDAR sweep. Aye, sir. And she sees you on board. Yes, can I help you? What do you need? Uh, we need to check your sensors logs. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Lieutenant Volman, I'm sure you can... Uh, yes, sir. Aye, sir. Uh, he takes you over to a station, uh, and he begins pulling the sensor logs from the ship. Um, and you're, you're just looking to compare them with the logs on, on the Kate's Gambit, right? Yeah, and yeah. also, like, just basically, we want to go back a ways and like, when if they ever picked up those other ships that you tubed them or not, or like, okay, anything weird. And um, also, yeah, their record of our appearance as well. Yeah, Ooh. see, compare it to our record of their appearance. Okay, if there's anything we can learn from that. So, uh, you uh, compare, let's say you compare the sensor logs, let's say it takes, a, I'm going to say it takes a little while because you're trying to go be detailed. So maybe it takes, you know, four or five hours and you, you know, the, maybe eventually Lieutenant Volman has the, you know, mirrors the, the dis- mirrors the console down to the wardroom so you can be a little more comfortable. Um, and yeah, the sensor, so your appearance appeared to them exactly as it appeared to you. 
uh, their appearance appeared to you where just there was nothing and then all of a sudden there was something. Uh, they didn't detect any kind of jump particles. Um, they did detect, uh, you do you do see they did detect the civilian vessel. Um, though, okay, uh, this is interesting. So when they did, the, the civilian vessel uh, jumped away, they, just, they, they detected its jump. Uh, one hour ago. How long have we been on this shit? Or, sorry, one hour previous. Pre- before we. Oh, oh yeah, but it's like, we've been on it for five hours. It's a, so they detected six hours ago. Yeah. Wait, Pufferly's supposed to like, check his hairline in the mirror? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut my arm off and check the rings. When um when they're saying <laughs> cut my arm off, <laughs> I just cut that. Um, I'm going insane. <laughs> when they're talking about this at this like weird discovery that it was only an hour ago, Artemis is going to try to sneak away to go see the jump drive and see if she can get into that area and see who's working on it and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you you're not going to be able to sneak away, but if you want to if you want to ask Lieutenant Bowman, he'll take you. Oh, I was going to do stealth, but yes, I will ask Lieutenant Bowman instead. He's like, uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm so sorry, I, I can't let you go. I can't. Oh, you, I you got to you, you got to go with me. I'm sorry. Oh, that yeah, that's fine. Just trying to uh, move along, you know. Uh, a lot of lot of stuff going on, and I'm getting really concerned about the predicament we're in. I was trying to cut his arm off over there. I know. Yeah, Philo, you better hurry. I'm going to do it. I swear to God. Philo, no, that's My forehead always knife. been this big. It won't work. It'll take a while, but it'll work eventually. So you'd better hurry up. Although you guess you probably do have several hours before I'm able to manage it. Um, okay. Uh, so you want to go check out engineering. Do you all want to go or just, uh, just Artemis? I'll, I'll go to at least... Uh, use engineering on, on that because she's got astrogation and got knowledge. Okay. I don't I think I, Yeah, I follow is going to stay on the bridge, I think. Um, um, sorry, sorry, go I actually, I mean, I don't know if I can do this, but I mean, Gigi is just, she's got like massive steward skill. I would love to be able to, there's 41 people on this ship, right? 41? Yeah. But now 40, 45 with you. 40, with you yeah, yeah. I would love to be able to kind of walk around and talk to some of the people that are on this ship. Because maybe there's somebody on this ship that knows what the heck happened that we can't find out using mechanics and stuff. Maybe someone's a little weird and it isn't one of us on this ship. All right. Uh, yeah, where do you want to go? Where do you want to... You, maybe Lieutenant Volman will dispatch some of the Marines, or he'll. You know, what's 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 maybe you got talk amongst yourselves. Who want what? What kind of order do we want to go this in? Because he's going to keep okay. you kind of in the wardroom or in your quarters, unless he's escorting you. Okay. Who um, you want, who, you, who you think you want to talk to? Who, who you think is going to have the best scuttlebutt? Who me? Yeah. Gigi, I mean. Yeah. She's one. Okay, so there's 41 people on the ship. I think I'm just going to start with whomever. I see first, like wherever. I mean, I don't know if people are in their quarters or they just walking around. Like she's literally just going to, she wants to meander around and like talk to people, see if anything sort of stands out to her because she's because of like her past and working in a big company and, and being around ships and shipbuilders. And she has like a kind of like a good sort of uh, understanding of like people. 
And so I feel like the steward skill would lend itself to just sort of casing people out. And that's what I want to do. Since everything else is being taken care of, her job is people. So I want to see who's on this ship besides the brass that we already had yeah. conversation with. I don't right, here's a carouse. Yeah, there would be carouse yeah, would be the right skill. But yeah. I'm, here's the... I, I don't think they're willing to let you just kind of run rampant over the ship and kind of... And you don't, but... <laughs> Where's your restroom? I'll go find the restroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's say for a moment, Lieutenant Volman leaves you kind of pouring over the sensor logs. And he just says, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, I have to... Uh, he's the tactical officer, by the way. So he's got a... On a ship like this, he's got quite a few responsibilities. He's like, I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to step away for a moment. Uh, you're, I'm, the Marines are posted right outside the door. You, you can't leave. I'm sorry. Uh, but... Uh, I'll be I'll be back soon. I just have to just stay here until I'm I'm back. I'm sorry. And he he leaves. Uh, and while he, I'll have some refreshments brought in. And while Ooh. he's gone, um, one of the ship's stewards, uh, one of the uh, brings in kind of food and you know some some water Ooh. and some drink coffee for you all. Naval uh, pudding. Na- <laughs> yeah. Classic seventy three year old naval pudding. Navy pudding. Uh, yeah. And she is. She is very curious to see who you are, but she keeps she kind of keeps quiet and she starts kind of like assembling the spread on the table. Mm-hmm. What do you say to her? What do we do when they put snacks in front of us? What kind of question is that? <laughs> no, like, what, do you, you want to talk to her? Like you have a crew member here and you've got nobody listening. So do you want to use oh. her? Okay, so this is a crew member that we've never seen before. Yeah, she's just one right? of the steward one of the stewards. Oh, she's, she isn't? You know, she's say, oh, this this coffee is um 75 years old. Um, tastes delicious. Um, so, um, what is your exact capacity on this, uh, on this ship? I'm, I'm, I'm one of, I'm on the steward crew, ma'am. You're part of the, uh, keep you fed and watered. Yes. Uh, I work in the kitchens. I also, um, I monitor the officer's mess and keep the food and, Beverages stocked and ready for the officers. That's nice. What's your name? Oh, um, uh, crewman Katie Finn, ma'am. You don't sound too sure of that. No, my name is Katie <laughs> Finn. It's 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 true. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just nervous. I we everyone's very curious. You, you understand our mission is highly secretive. We don't interact with any other ship. We haven't seen another living soul or another ship in, since we left space dock. You haven't seen or spoken to anyone except for the people on the ship, except for us who magically appeared next to you in space, right? You magically appeared next to us in space? Isn't that what just happened? Are you not aware of what just happened? You would you would guess that because she's on the kitchen staff, she probably does not. She was on she the bridge and they kept it pretty locked down. We're, we're basically visitors, and we're here on your ship, and we're just trying to find out a little bit more about what possibly happened. So we're just trying to meet everybody, talk to everybody who um, kind of is here and doing what they're doing. Is this because of what happened with the captain? Yes, we, we got a little bit on that, but um, it kind of remind me of what, uh, what went down again, because I was, I mean, this snacking on this delicious food, I seem to have forgotten it all. Can you tell me again? <laughs> you want to know what happened to the captain? Again, reiterate it for me again. Yes, I'm um, sorry. What's your name again? Or did you forget it again? Uh, I'm Crewman Finn, ma'am. 
Okay. Yes. Well, yes. True. Proceed. I mean, what happened to the captain? I mean, everyone, everyone, everyone knows that. Hemp. She killed him. And we'll see you next oh. week. Oh god! Hemp. Hemp. I'm saying hemp. 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 Who is hemp? I don't know. Okay. Dang. Great. There's, I don't have. Oh god! Right. Making a note now. We didn't. We didn't meet a hemp. We did not meet a hemp. God damn it, Matthew. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon.